I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it, or on it sometimes. On it? Uh, well, what, what kind of life you got going on you? I, Bob has dog deodorant on him. <laughs> Bob does have dog deodorant. Bob stinks. Bob's stinky. Ugh. You tried to take a small man fishing. Yes, we've we've had some fishing expeditions of a sort. And he has some prior experience with fishing from Cub Scouts like a year or two ago. Well, he has some prior experience with the idea of fishing. Well, yeah, that's kind of how things work with this kid. He, he has I- experience with the idea of a thing. He rarely actually accomplishes the thing. Yeah, that's more than he can do. <laughs> Oftentimes, yeah. yes. But yeah, he, he tries. He does. He, he, a, a little. A little, and then he goes <clears throat> and makes friends and does other things while other people try. Well, he's been wanting to go fishing. He's been asking me, can we get a fishing pole? Can we go fishing? And I think this started when our teacher friend took him swimming somewhere where there were some fish, and he grabbed them because he is quick. He is, and he's fairly dexterous with, like, gross motor things like reaching and grabbing. Fine motor, writing with a pencil, we're still getting there. But gross motor, he's quick, and he's fairly accurate. Yes. So he caught the fish with his hands, and he had caught some other fish when I took the two of them to the lake when they were really good that time. Which yes. is actually the only time that we've gone. In recent, in recent <laughs> it was so times. traumatizing. We haven't tried to go back since. No, no. The driveway thing was traumatizing. Yes. The The lake trip was good. Yeah. The first lake trip was good. The, so yeah. he caught a fish that day too. And he had a fish in the bucket with his crawdads. And I said, hey, where'd you get that fish? And he said, I grabbed it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody grabs fish, right? <laughs> nope. So our, he, our boy doesn't do anything I mean, that everybody a, does, though. I mean, come cave, on. That's a caveman way of catching the fish. That totally is. Grab it. Yeah. So um, he could be a total mountain man. He's gonna suck in like corporate America, but he could like totally be one of those survivalist guys. I hope he has a good time too. Yeah. I think he will. Yeah. But he's been asking me, "Can we go fishing? Can we go fishing?" And we don't have a fishing pole. We had one that we inherited from. A uh, friend of mine at work whose son is also in Cub Scouts, and he had extra fishing poles. But that one didn't work so good. And It was we, kind of the baby pole, wasn't it? We didn't have it anymore. I don't remember exactly why or how, but right, it went somewhere. And I knew that the fishing thing wasn't going to go away easily, but I wasn't necessarily needing it to go away. I, I mean, I think fishing is okay. My thing with fishing is I like... The casting and... The sitting and doing nothing. Yeah, the sitting quietly. Yeah. But that doesn't happen when you're fishing with... Number two is not sitting quietly. Number two is not accurately working his wrist and fingers to make the thing go. And Well, he, he was trying and I, he needed practice. So I said, okay, let's go get a fishing pole. Right. So he had asked. I didn't let him ask too many times before we went out to accomplish this. And so we're, we were, went to the store. We're in the store looking at uh, fishing poles. And we find, you know, they have these little fishing poles for kids. Mm-hmm. And they come with not too big of a pole and a fairly small caster that kids can control better. And mm-hmm. 
some gear that comes with it. And so we got one of those, which was on sale and then was on clearance, which was great because we figured we'd wreck it. And then I also bought this one that was a little sturdier and it's made for kids and it's got the line inside of the pole. Yes, instead of having loops to guide the line, it's just one long tube. Yes, but it's not as long as a regular fishing pole. It, yeah, because it's of kind that. of the, yeah. It's meant for kids, or actually, as I like to put it, it's meant for dads not to have to untangle the kids' line all the time. There you go. Right. Because there was a, a few weeks ago, we, I was at the store early in the morning, and there was a, a guy buying some bait, and the cashier said to him, uh, you know, asked him where he was going fishing, and he said, oh, he was taking the kids, and I said, oh, that means you're going to spend all day untangling lines, because I know how this works, <laughs> from, just from the Cub Scout experience. Oh, yeah. And a couple times we let him take the fishing pole, like when, when his cousins were in town, and he brought it with, because they had their fishing poles. and Right. So, yeah, it's his early, you know, the sprout version of the mountain man that he's got <laughs> going on. He wants to do the yeah. guy things, and, and that's fine. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I can appreciate that. So we're in the store buying the fishing poles, and I'm looking at some gear, and there's another guy that came in the aisle, and um, I pointed this out to you because I notice when somebody's not as typically gendered or presenting as typically gendered as you'd find usually in the aisle with the fishing gear. Yes. (laughs) And he had a a toddler, a larger toddler in his cart, you know, Mm -hmm. sitting there, and the kid was pretty calm. Especially for a toddler. Right. And the guy was looking at stuff and, and I was, you know, we we're not getting in each other's way or trying not to. With right. kids there. And our son goes to the end of the aisle because we're going to go get the worms. And he says, Dad, look, I found a fishing pole. You're in the aisle with the fishing poles. Correct. And, <laughs> and I said, well, son... <laughs> There are a lot of fishing poles right here. <laughs> and me and this other dad look at each other like, what the F with kids? They're nonsense. <laughs> and the, the interaction with him was also, to me, and it's hard to explain this, but other folks listening to us probably understand this to an extent. It was the atypical gender interaction of, I don't know, the, there's something about it that wasn't the usual, like bravado or it it wasn't the masculine man kind of no it was just like but we we actually made eye contact too Uh you know and the looks on our faces were more amused than so much of the let's not show emotions (sighs) that a lot of guys seem to have yes so so anyhow it to me i was more comfortable around this person because they were not so typically gendered, although I was a little jealous that he seemed to know what he was doing, and his kid was, <laughs> and his kid was quieter. Yeah, our kid is never going to be quieter. No. But so I said to him, yes, uh, you know, there are fishing poles here. At Wait, gesturing to gesturing the entire to the aisle. aisle of fishing poles. And <laughs> so, yeah. So he had found one of those ones that had the line inside, but it was even sm- for a smaller kid than the one we had put in our cart. Which is probably why it was down at his eye level and he noticed it. Well, and some somebody else had taken it out of its package so uh. you could play with it. And so mm-hmm. that's also more attractive to children mm. at that eye level. Yeah. Look, I can 
mess around with this thing that's in the store that's yeah. not mine yet. And well, it's it's funny to hear you say that for a couple reasons with the other dad there. The first reason is that, you know, you are more comfortable around gendery type people. Even though you're just a straight guy now, it's still this experience of decades long comfort in the comfort of other queers. Right. Plus, I'm a trans guy, so I'm not a typical straight guy. Right. Right. And so being a different kind of guy, you're just more comfortable around different kind of gendery people. Yes, much more. And I think that's totally great. The other thing about that that I notice is he would not have done that to you before. He would not have given you the same expression. He would not have had the same ease of interaction. No, that is very likely to be true. Yeah, before, how, how would the dads interact with you before? Like, what, what was that? Diff- how was it different? They wouldn't. Lots of people wouldn't. You know, I was kind of a butch person that people weren't sure what to do about. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. I know, shocking. Yeah, they, they wouldn't necessarily. Or maybe a more muted interaction. Right. So... We got our fishing pole and our worms and stuff. And we came home and put it together, which took a little bit of figuring out because the clearance one somebody had opened before. But what do you want for a $5 fishing pole? So we got it together and I told him yesterday we'd go after four and he pestered me a lot. He did. Oh, my gosh. I had even told him in the morning so that he was prepared Throughout the day, I said, look, I, I'm going to tell you when you're pestering me because I want you to stop when you're pestering. He does pester a lot. Like, he has no, I don't want to say sense of self, but like, he, he doesn't have any sense of comfort with himself. He has to be continuously interacting with someone else, bouncing off of someone else. And when there is no one, like if he is confined to his room or if he has finally gotten to the point of being not ignored, but, you know, being instructed to be self-directed enough times that he will be loud and obnoxious and just cannot be to himself. He cannot keep himself to himself. No, he can't. And he doesn't want to pester me because he wants me to take him somewhere. Mm -hmm. But he can't help himself because he really wants to go. And I was tired. And And it was hot. It was really hot. And and I won't go outside when it's really hot. And there's no use going outside when it's really hot if you're going fishing because there's people in the way of where you want the fishing hook to go. And the fish are waiting for it to start cooling down again. And the people to get out of the way as well. So anyhow... I told him I'd take him in the evening. So in the early evening, uh, we went down to the river. And there is a lot of people floating down the river on floating things, which there were people with like babies and children and small animals and stuff. People go floating with all sorts of... They all had life jackets on, so that was good. But there was a lot of floating going on. Yeah. And then there were a lot of people along there, so you had to find a spot where you're not going to get in everybody's way and hook a person either, especially (laughs) if you're a nine-year-old who's slightly spastic and needs to learn how to cast. So I put an eraser on his hook because we didn't have any corks. 
Right. Put a little pencil eraser on his hook so we could practice. And he kept forgetting. So he'd cast it out there and then he'd wait and watch it. And I just... You're going to let him. I let him for a while. Totally. And I, oh, every once in a while, I remind him, you remember there's an eraser? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd reel it in. So eventually, I did take the eraser off. And he got it in the tree. Of course he, he did. He did. He, he casted it up into the tree above. It was a mostly dead tree hanging over the river. He cast it into. And I tried to get up there and he get it down. He tried first, but he was too short. I tried... And I was still too short, plus I'm, my lower back, it's stiff. Yeah. But this guy who was there with his family and kids, and he was a Pacific Island type guy. He just took off his sandals and went right up the tree and got it down, but he didn't talk at all. So he was more of your typical cisgendered straight guy interaction of, yeah, I see you there. and uh, I see you have a problem and I'm going to help you solve it yeah. without <clears throat> acknowledging that I'm helping you solve it. He said, uh, I think he might have said to the kid, you know, I'll help you. Because I was going to go to the car and get the tackle box, which we had left there, and cut the line and redo it, you know, get the line down from the other side. And anyhow, he got it out because he could reach farther and he had better balance so he could go up a little better. Right. So this, I expect the fishing thing to kind of get some inadvertent interaction with other guys who are familiar with fishing stuffs and interact a little bit with you when you're doing any of these guy things. Yes. And the two boys that were with that guy were hanging out, you know, watching, and then they tried the fishing pole out, and then the kids went off to look for crawdads because we were out fishing. So we Because... Fishing means sitting and waiting, and that's not something that young people do very well. No, they don't. And then, and there were people, you know, going in the way. And but he did get kind of tired of casting the line, and there were no fish on his line. <laughs> there were no fish on his line. No, and he only really cast it into an area where I know there was fish, or typically there are fish. Here's how we know there were fish. There was one of those fishing birds over there. Mm. You know, with the long, funny neck. Yes. Not too long, but I, I forgot to look it up and see what it was. But it was fishing, and it kept going to that spot. Oh, and the guy who had gone up the tree for the line, he said, uh, try over there. Right. So he, he did cast it over there a couple times. We didn't have the right lure on, because the lure I had gotten was for where I wanted to go, which was to the other small lake you and I had driven around by on... Friday. Yes. When we went on an outing. Yes. Which was very nice. It was great. And it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And I ingressed and got a bunch of portals that are hard as hell to get to. And I was happy. But anyway. Yes. And I stood in the shade and walked around and that was fine with me. Yes. I enjoyed being out and about and seeing I'm glad. Things. It was not smoky up there. No, it wasn't. Which was also nice. Yes. So they played. He played very nicely with... The kids. And when it was time to go, he complained. Mm-hmm. Because he does. He does. And at, at the warning, he complained. And then at the time to go, he complained. And then we came home because I was And then he complained. Time. Yes. <laughs> complained about reading. He complained about not having screens because of reading, whatever. He didn't do his reading. No. So he had no screens. But the, the point is, so the, to me, this fishing thing is a gendery experience because... I have to go get the fishing gear, which is typically where all the guys are. Yes. Not that there's not any women that go fishing, because we stopped at a yard sale today. There was a lot of fishing lures there. 
Some of it for ocean fishing, which is a bit far away from us. But a little bit. Some people, when they go on their vacations, do these things. Or yes. maybe they used to live closer to the ocean. I don't know. And that lady was talking to us about, you know, where are we going to fish nearby at the river? And we had already tangled the line at that point. So today's yeah. fishing. <laughs> today's fishing. Today's that fishing. happened again. We went down to a different part of the river that he wanted to go to because he, he figured it would be a little clearer there. He wouldn't get the line as tangled. And he did get the line tangled, but there were guys standing around with dogs. And, and one of the guys said, oh, you should talk to this guy. He's the fishing guy. And that guy saw the line got tangled and he went over there to help. And I was going again back to the car for the tackle box because it was right nearby, but we had left it in the car. Yep. I couldn't get it out of the tree, but he, this guy got it out of the tree. It's it's always the other dads coming and getting the stuff out of the tree. Yeah. And again, not a lot of talking and just only a little talking to the kid about don't do this, do that. Don't, and don't cast overhead, cast side hand. Well, he, like he said what I said. But the kid was not going to listen to you. <laughs> he said, look around. <laughs> oh. See what's there. And if there's a big tree above you, he didn't say all these words, but he, he indicated this, then you want to cast sideways like this, where there's a space. Yeah. So that was good. He got it out. I didn't have, again, I didn't have to <laughs> cut the line again. Some guy who does fishing got it out and the other guys are just like, this is normal. So this is apparently what guys do. They go do things and, or they're, they're out doing something else. So they're all standing around talking while the dogs are running around and... If another guy has a problem, they help fix the problem, and then they go back to whatever they were doing, and nobody... That's how guys do. It's kind of comfortable for me not to have to have a conversation nice. about it. It's Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really good with that. Uh, that. I'm like, you just fix the thing, and good for I you. don't need to know anything else. Yes, you're an introvert. It's nice to just interact about the thing you're interacting about, and then you're done. Yes. <laughs> and so the kid, you know, could fish some more. But he decided he wanted to move to a spot where it was a little clearer, which was not a good spot for fishing because the water was moving faster. And those guys had said that when we first got there, because guys will do that too. You know, just like that, that golf commercial we sometimes see when we're watching the news about, you know, the guys hitting hitting the ball and then the other ones are like, oh, you picked up your head and something else. And then the commercial's all about... How all these guys are not really experts. Go, and go to the store and yeah. get your gear here because we actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> unlike your yes. buddies who well, yeah. all want to tell you anyway. Yeah, but guys, they, they do want to like coach each other. Whereas, you know, if you were out there as a butch, they'd have been like, oh, let me help the little lady who's trying to... No, actually, they would have just left me alone. No? Yeah. See, That's, well, that was my experience oh, back then. Yes. They would have just left us with a tangled line and I would have had to go cut it. And they wouldn't have gotten involved because they wouldn't have known what to do. Ah, oh, see, and that, yeah, as as a more feminine presenting person, they would help they would if help. it was me. Yes. But for you as a butch female presenting person, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they would have been hijacked by your... Well, and one of the things that hijacks them is what you said hijacks people at interviews. Your presentation and your interactions have to be more congruent. And if you have a lumpy chest and more feminine uh, features like, you know, flesh-wise, tone-wise, you know. Yes. Um, 
shape-wise, hair-wise, whatever. Mm-hmm. But your presentation is not girly of my smiling. My social presentation, My yeah. social presentation is... is tomboy and exactly masculine, how yeah. it is now, where I don't, ha- I don't really want to smile at you. I don't actually even want to talk to you. And, <laughs> but well, I'm see, interested in fixing the problem. And, uh, yeah, yeah, see, there's that. And I also have resting bitch face. So, you know, it's not a matter of, I don't want to talk to you. It's a matter of, I'm sorry, I look like I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Right, because you're fine with talking to somebody. I am, but that's another story. You know, it's okay, as a trans guy, I know it's okay to just have the plain look on your face and not smile about things. For you, that's not bitch face, that's... Guy face. (laughs) It's not fair. That is so not fair. It is totally not fair. (sighs) But because I just have a good guy face and I'm a guy and I'm looking like, "Uh oh, got to get my kid's line untangled. Okay. And then a guy just goes over and shows him and it's no big deal. And it's really nice because the kid just wants to go fishing. Right. You know, he moved to his other spot and then he really fucked up the line. (laughs) And I can say that because there's no kids in our house. Hallelujah. He got the line so messed up inside the spool, for lack of a better word. The reel? Yeah, but the, it's sort of like a spool because it's enclosed. And and also because my fishing expertise is pretty nil. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. anyway, he messed up the line. So he messed up the line inside the reel. It was tangled and it's a type that's enclosed which I think I won't do again. But in any case, we got it apart by Googling a little bit and figuring out where it was tangled and how to disassemble it without overdoing it with the kid version of the (laughs) fishing reel because you could overdo it and then the whole thing is just thrown away. Yeah. But I, I was interested as a learning experience of Okay, I need. I want to figure this out, and also because it's mechanical, and I am interested in that. And and the guys were gone. There were just ladies walking dogs, and they weren't really going to no intervene. Uh, <laughs> so we we took it apart, and he screwed around a while with the dog, and got the dog all wet, which is probably why the dog smells so bad, and got himself all wet, and did things while I tried not to swear at the <laughs> fishing line. And he did watch some of the videos, so he knew from the ones he had watched beforehand, he knew things like that there might be a bird's nest in there. He might have tangled it up real good. And he knows how to untangle it when he just gets it tangled on the top of the pole by moving the you know pole around. But, but he had somehow got it tangled inside of there. So we need the idiot's guide to fishing poles, <laughs> which I have read at my office before because... About a year or so ago, I got interested in fishing, and it, I think it was the idea of how nice and quiet it is when you sit there with the fishing pole. But, <laughs> yes, but I, I, it doesn't work that way. No, not with no. Kids don't do that the same way. No. So you know, just like the kid, it's the idea. But I told my mother about this when I called her to check on her today. I said, you know, I took the kid fishing and, and I had mentioned to you, I said... Yes, as you were putting things away and cleaning things up and getting ready to take the kid somewhere, you told me we were standing in the kitchen. Yes, we were in the kitchen and I said to you, you know, this is the one thing my father would have been useful for. <laughs> and the one thing. There's only one. 
I'm pretty sure. Okay. I understand how that goes. My my mother was only good for one or two things also, so. It might have been different for my sister because she got along with them differently, but. Yeah. For me, about one thing. Because then I called my mom and I mentioned this and she said, did your dad teach you how to fish? And I said, I don't know because I don't remember. Uh-huh. And he might have. He might not have. Uh, it could be that I wasn't interested because I don't really like to eat fish, and so I didn't see a real use for that. And at the age he would have been trying to teach you, you also would not have had as much interest in sitting still and watching the reel and the line and the... No. As a matter of fact, when I was a younger child, even up through, I want to say six, because that's when my younger sister was born, mm-hmm. uh, I was still jumping in while he was fishing. And then he would have to jump in and get me. Because <laughs> you did not swim. I didn't know how to swim. I don't know what I was doing. When did you learn to swim, dear? I was 30 or 33. Okay. I think 33. You took a class with all the other queers in San Francisco. I took a, a class with about 18 gay men who were afraid to stick their face in the water. Aww. At, at the Y in San Francisco. That's great. Yeah. Because I was determined to learn how to swim. Actually, the child's mother was also determined that I learn how to swim because she had been on swim teams and liked to go swimming. And She was a lifeguard, wasn't she? Yeah, and taught swimming. And, and I didn't swim. My parents thought I would get it by osmosis. They were both very good swimmers when, when I was a kid. Yeah. But anyhow. So no. then I learned how to swim. Yeah. And it was fun. Good. Yeah, it was fun to... Not be afraid that I'd So, yeah, sink. that's one thing that your father was not good for. He didn't actually teach you how to swim. He just let you jump in and waited to see if you would figure it out every time. Right, <laughs> right. I, I think he thought I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. D- did he meet you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was a small kid. I, well, and I was a calmer kid, I think. Well, no, my I did talk to people. Yes, Although, you, we've been told that because number okay, two but, talks to everybody also. But you have to consider who told us this, who told me this, is my mother, who doesn't talk to anybody even more so than I don't. So if she thinks you're talking to everybody, you were probably actually just talking to one or two people on each outing instead of all the people on every outing. Yes, it's mm-hmm. very likely. I might have only even been talking to her out in a public place. Oh my. <laughs> who knows? Could It could be, yes. now that I have some perspective here. But yeah, anyway. I would jump in, and I remember one time being in the water. I even know what I was wearing. A striped polo shirt that was like bright pink, green, and orange with a white collar, you know, because this was uh-huh. the early 70s. Mm-hmm. So I, I jumped in, and I'm sinking, and I'm thinking, oh, I wasn't supposed to do that. But I, I just did it again, and, and I was thinking, and I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, it's not good, but it was really, like, I was really calm. Uh-huh. And then I guess my dad probably fished me out again. And um, You don't remember that part. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> that part. I just remember being in the water. And I don't know how old I was. I'm guessing four or five or something, because by the time my sister was being born, my father was fishing while my sister was being born. Yes, he was, but he didn't have you with him that time. No, he did. He did? Yes, he did. You guys were fishing. We were fishing, probably with my grandfather. And this might have also been why I didn't learn how to fish. I I thought 
they did this too much and it wasn't really that interesting to me, especially since I wasn't going to eat the fish. But right. <laughs> I, I wonder if I had had some testosterone in my body, if I might have been more like, hunt the thing. Yeah, you know? that's possible. It's possible. Because I did feel some more of that after I got on my testosterone. Mm-hmm. But uh, we went to the hospital and my mother said, why is our child all wet? <laughs> And he said, I did it again. Yeah. Yes. So I'm after sorry. that, I think he started tying me to a tree or something. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, wasn't like C- CPS that, that was, or something. That was, that was like the 70s like, version of the child leash. <laughs> yeah. Tie the kid to a tree. Otherwise, while you're watching for the fish, the kid gets in the way. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I was tied to the tree for uh. safety. Yes. Yeah, no child protective people were going to intervene like they would now if you tied your kid to the Oh, yeah, they totally would. Yeah. But, like, all these gendery experiences we have while we're parenting are so wild. And so I think it's totally great that there's this new study that's being done by a researcher from... Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, that was it, yes. I saw the picture. Did you see me look in my head for I it? did. Yeah. I did. So, yeah, this researcher is looking for experiences of parents who are gender nonconforming and gender I'm diverse. My head, yes. Yes, he is. You know, there's a number of experiences out there of parents who are raising gender diverse children. But now we're looking for the experiences of the gender diverse parents. Which just makes more sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's good that we've been looking at gender diverse children because they need help. Wouldn't it have been great if you had had that help? It would would have been so fucking great. (laughs) Maybe I would have been fishing instead of tied to the tree. Who knows? I don't know. Right? Maybe you would have minded a little bit more that you were drowning. I might have. (laughs) Instead of thinking this is nice and calm in here and the water it's quiet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of concerning to think about that, like, what's going on. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it is. So the link is in the show notes, and it also was on our social media earlier this week. And more experiences of families like ours, families like maybe yours, families like people you might know. Pass this link on. Get our experiences into the research and therefore into the professionals' brains. Yes. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Stinky Bob.
Yep. Extra stinky, man. <laughs> For fuck's sake. He brings all the squeaky. Listen, food. Bob. Drop it. Okay, good boy. Not right now. Later. Okay, go sit down. Lay down. Lay down. Let's do the gendery parenty stuff now. Gendery. He's going to get another squeaky toy. He is going to get going another to bring squeaky all toy. All the squeaky toys to us. <laughs> he totally will. Right now. <laughs> he sounds oh, for like, fuck's a, sake. like a small horse. <laughs> he he's does. Not, he's galloping through our house. He's like tw- not even 20 pounds. Come here. Right, drop it. Okay, no. Not right now, later. Yeah, I think I've said before, dogs like that are not dogs. They are bait. Sit. Sit. Lay down. Lay down. He should not make that much noise galloping through our house. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. <laughs> All right. <sighs> For right. goodness sake. Stinky Bob. I could spray him with that stuff. That usually makes him mad and he goes and lays down too. Ooh. Yeah. It'll make him less stinky and make him go away. <laughs> well, yeah, we want him to stay away from the microphone. Just for now. Oh, no, you don't. Come on. Come on, get out of there. Let yeah. me hold him. Okay. That's much better. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <clears throat> yeah, see, the smoke has messed everything up. I can't smell anything. Now he's trying to shake it off. It doesn't shake off. It doesn't. That's funny. It's a good thing, too. Right? Yeah. Doggy deodorant. Yeah. Do you, do you need a drink of water? I'm annoying. Yeah. No, no, you're not. I'm. <clears throat> but your voice starts to do this every three to five minutes. Yeah, I was I was out there with a lot of dust and with the smoke that I'm not noticing, but apparently my voice is. And, <laughs> and being that we are not where it's flooding, we are where it's on fire. on fire or close to where it's on fire. We're actually not that close to it, but it all blows this way. Yes, so. there's floods and there's fires and you get one or the other right now in the states all of our international listeners that's how it is in the u.s right now no two states are not having natural disasters